Geopolitics and Empire is joined by James Robuski, who's an author, researcher, activist, and natural health advocate. He specializes in researching highly complex issues and translating data into simple language that is easily understood to facilitate action. His uh, website is jamesroguski.substack.com. It'll be in the description. Welcome to Geopolitics and Empire, James. You know, empire is the thing right now. That's what we're talking about. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. I know this is on short notice. Um, I, um, round, I, I finally got a hold of something that I've been trying to get a hold of for two and a half months now. And so um, I appreciate you um, setting this up on short notice to get this out because it really kind of is breaking news. Um, you're not going to see this on the mainstream ever, probably, but um, certainly not not at this early of a stage. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, one of the key things that's going on right now in the background of everything else they're throwing at us from Kanye West and and uh, uh, the guy who's stealing uh, luggages, uh, who, who's now wanted ex Biden's ex-nuclear uh, dude. But um, we're going to talk about the WHO pandemic treaty, which is basically the push for world uh, government. Maybe some people don't know. I've got my WHO card here from 2009 i was a staff assistant so i was actually in the belly uh of the beast i was uh i could walk right up to margaret chan the the uh, secretary general uh direct general at that time now we've got tedros the terrorist as i call him so what what's the latest with uh the pandemic treaty what's going on you're talking about the ihr they're they're playing with these uh, articles and uh one of the proposed amendments would strike out strike out respect for our dignity human rights and fundamental freedoms and basically bring in tyranny um the words that you just said are not just words coming out of your mouth you that you said those very specific words because in the proposed amendments to the international health regulations when i first read the international health regulations Earlier this year, it's the first time I ever heard of them, okay? Some of what's in there, I was like, you know, these aren't so bad. There's some good things in here. Some of the stuff I was very much in disagreement with. But, it, it, you know, it takes a while to understand what they are. They're not health regulations. That's a, misno that's a misnaming of, of what they really are. They're surveillance regulations, okay? And even with that, Article 3 of the regulations, the first... Um, principle of the entire agreement was that they should be implemented with respect for the dignity and human rights and fundamental freedoms of all people. And I'm like, well, that sounds good to me. Okay. Well, if you read the proposed amendments, that line is crossed out, meaning we're done with that. And it literally then says, we've got new priorities different priorities. And so they're literally crossing out a respect for human dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms. And, and so they've given us a gift from heaven in, in the sense of that is a soundbite, that is a you know meme, that is a um, call to action, that is everything. If, if people can, if we can get people to look at that document, and just realize that that simple change is what is going on in all of the remaining 46 pages, okay? That's the core principle that just got chucked out the window. Your dignity, your human rights, and your freedoms are gone if we allow these amendments to be adopted by the World Health Organization. A message from our sponsors. 
Our friends at Above Phone are on a mission to help people break free of the algorithm ghetto. They're starting with our phones because 99% of people today are addicted to the big tech ecosystem. We have alternative technologies available that Ramiro and his team at Above Phone have been evaluating. These tools are superior, not just alternatives. Are you ready to play above the rules of the surveillance capitalists? Let's remove our reliance on them for information, apps, and communications and break free of their tracking. If we don't contribute to alternative software with our participation, we may lose the few choices we have. When you get a de-googled above phone, everything is made simple out of the box. Just plug your cell service in and go, or use Wi-Fi only. The above privacy suite provides important services using open source software that is run reliably and privately. It gives you a VPN, private email, search engine, encrypted chat, voice and video calls, a calendar service, and an anonymous internet phone number. Because getting people on better systems is so important, they've upped their dedication to support. With each phone, you get a 30-minute support call, 24-7 email, chat support, and a knowledge base. Just like with our food, water, healthcare, schooling, and security, our tech needs to be sovereign. Browse available phones now and subscribe to the privacy suite at abovephone.com. Also, if you need health insurance that covers you wherever you may roam, check out my friend James Guzman's Borderless Health Insurance. One of the great things about living internationally is saving money on health care, but private care overseas can be expensive. Go to borderlesshealthinsurance.com to watch a short presentation on expat and digital nomad health care and sign up for a free consultation to review your options. It, that's how it's felt the last two plus, you know, going on three years now, like we're just being treated like cattle, uh, QR codes, uh, you know, we're being like uh, stamped uh, with QR codes and What's the game here as you see it? Uh, you know, when is the next marker? Like the meeting, I think it's in the spring. And well, they're actually having they're actually having secret meetings tomorrow and the next day. Um, the International Health Regulations Review Committee is meeting Thursday and Friday. Um, I'm sorry, when's I'm, I'm losing track of what day it is? Um, uh, Thursday and Friday this week. Um, totally in secret. It, it's a committee that was. Um, Impaneled is maybe not the right word, but it was put together by um, Tedros himself, and they are everything is sworn to confidentiality. They're not supposed to say anything about what's going on in these particular meetings. And essentially, what this review committee seems to have done is there's approximately 190 some pages of proposed amendments from at least 16 different nations. And those 190 plus pages have been condensed into 46 pages because, you know, I would assume there's some overlap and, and, and things like that. So earlier in the year, the Biden administration had very quietly tried to sneak through um, nine pages of amendments. All right. Well, you know, the Biden administration's got you know their proposal again, all over again. Um, but now totally with all of the nations, I mean, they're just rewriting the whole darn thing. And, you know, the, the WH um, are um, the, the World Health Organization's um, international health regulations as they stand now is an 84 page document. And the first 20 pages are a bunch of nothing. And the last 10 or 20 pages are a bunch of nothing. So it's maybe 60 pages and they've got 46 pages worth of changes. OK, so they're just, they're just rewriting all of the script here with uh, the international health regulations now. Contrast that to the pandemic treaty, 
which is completely separate, very different, related topic, obviously. But um, I'm not really talking about the treaty at this point because that's a little bit out there in the public. People talk about it, and it's just a beast. I mean, they just want to have control of absolutely everything. The big issue with what's going on with the amendments to the international health regulations is the Indonesian health minister, who's really a banker uh, at the G20, you know, a month or so ago, whenever it was, he said many things, but there were two things that were really important and people picked up on one of them, but they didn't pick up on the other one. Um, the one that they picked up on, and it made the rounds a little bit, people were talking about it. He said, oh, you know, they're so very proud. The Indonesian um, delegation to the WHO had submitted amendments to institute a global, a digital global health certificate. Excuse me, I, my voice went, a global health certificate. And as soon as I heard that, I, I knew it was probably coming because the international surveillance regulations, what I call them, the international health regulations, have many, many, many articles about exactly that kind of thing. They do have a, a paper certificate for yellow fever vaccines. You know, people travel to certain locations. It, it, it apparently is a requirement. Um, they're basically trying to set up systems worldwide where every nation, every state, every province takes everybody's health data, puts it in a, a centralized um, com, you know, computer database system so that there's interoperability, right? And so the overreaching WHO system so that if you travel to wherever it is you travel, and and they give you your app on your phone, or they just give you a printed you know QR code. Um, it will access everything all over the world to find out your medical history. And so, you know, everybody's pushing back against you know one, two, three, four, five, six um, COVID jabs. But it's endless what they can say. Well, you have to have this, or your you know your card's not going to be accepted. Your QR code's going to get rejected. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do the other thing. And so this is really the core thing that they really need to just control everybody in an unbelievable, you know, dystopian 1984 manner. This is what we have to push back on because this is, you know, what they feel they need to have to really control everybody like they, you know, attempt to do in China. And it's not just international. It's not just China. I mean, I'm speaking here from Mexico, and I think I've been everyone's saying, Oh, Mexico's so free, come to Mexico. A lot of people come into Mexico. No, I'm sorry. Um, they tried in many different states uh to push the QR code, uh, make mandatory statewide. Even one state say you can't go to a public park without your VAX certificate or go to any supermarket. And uh I was just gonna say that and it, it and they want to make basically internal Soviet passports. Uh one governor here maybe a number proposed just to exit or enter or exit the state. We saw that in Canada. Um, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, you would need th this, what you're talking about. And and then, so it would be international, uh, you know, national within your own country between the different States, if you have States or provinces or whatever. Uh, and then I think it would even go further to municipalities. Um, I know in I mean, my, my other home of Croatia, they were having checkpoints uh, at the end of the town or municipalities. You could not, go and then you've got things like geofencing right the, you any thoughts on um them doing something like that well you know if they want to you know they can say you can't go from your dining room to your living room 
I mean, you know, the technology sort of kind of exists, you know, to prevent that. The whole point is, who do they think they are that they can control everyone's life in a uniform way? And, well, it's really simple. If you cross out respect for dignity, human rights, and, and personal freedoms and replace them with, you know, different concepts, um, they don't care. They don't care. And so it, it's really something where I, I, I think people who are inherently good, you know, good-hearted people, all kinds of different people are unable to even fathom that this kind of insanity is trying to take over the world. And this is, you know, they, I think they kind of figured out that they got all of the nations, 194 nations, to agree and sign on to the IHRs back in 2005. They went into force in 2007. And what, I mean, I'd never heard of them until earlier this year. I went, stumbled into a portal into the rabbit hole. I'm like, what in the heck is all this, right? Informed myself about what it is. And so we're already um, signed on to that agreement, okay? And so part of that agreement is when the World Health Assembly meets every May, so it's coming up in May 2023, five months, you know, six months away, um, a simple majority of the 194 nations would adopt any amendments. Okay. Now, each nation, kind of sort of like the United States Senate, similar, right? Each nation gets one vote. So, like California with 40 million people gets one vote. You know, Wyoming with maybe not even a million people gets one vote. So, China, India, um, United States, Brazil, Indonesia, Nigeria, um, you know, all the very populous nations around the world, they all get one vote. But all of the really small and generally relatively poor nations also get one vote. So if the WHO can can bribe and coerce and, and extort, you know, votes from small nations with a big budget of $10 billion to dole out benefits if people play the game, they could quite easily get 98 votes to get a majority. And then the entire world has to abide by that. Um, with a simple majority uh, adoption um, in May. And and so what this really is, though, is the United States, the United, um, I'm sorry, the European Union are putting money into this fund. And, and what they're looking for is to build infrastructure of what I call the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. I'm stealing an acronym, Right. They, they are able, the WHO is able to declare pretty much for no reason whenever they want to, a public health emergency of international concern or PHEIC fake. And essentially what that does is it creates a panic. You know, some people fall for the fake. They get afraid. Um, the regulatory agencies authorize all kinds of stuff that really isn't very well studied. Tons of money are made because it's an emergency. You know, pay them whatever. Um, and all that money goes to the other fake, the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. complex. And it, you know, it, it, it's just a big scam. It, it's not quite a Ponzi scheme. It's just corruption. It, it's just set the stage so that everybody panics, loses their minds, doesn't think clearly, approves treatments and stuff that don't really work so that a whole bunch of people um, make money. And, and you look at it and you go, 
for all of the bureaucracy, all of the testing, all of the masks, all of the PPE, all of that sort of stuff, um, what could you have done with that money that would have actually made people healthier? And they're not even considering that because it's not about health. It's about money and control and surveillance and, you know, doing away with respect and dignity and human rights and, and freedoms. And if we don't stand up now and have people wake up to what it is, you know, they like to do this in the holidays. Um, they published a bunch of information the day after Thanksgiving here in the United States. Um, now it's Christmas time. You know, thank you for inviting me on to talk about this. Um, you know, people are doing holiday stuff, having fun, you know, enjoying life. And that's kind of the lull to let everybody get distracted. And they're working hard, having secret meetings, trying to get this all put together by January 15th. So it could, you know, now they say, to be honest, they say, meaning the WHO says that this is all shooting for 2024. Okay. And maybe, right. But I don't care if they do it in or try to do it in this May 2023 or next May 2024, it's got to stop now. It's just flat out wrong. It doesn't matter what their schedule is. This thing needs to be nipped in the bud right now. And I encourage everyone to read it. Go to um, stoptheamendments.com. Um, it's just an article on my Substack, And this freaks everybody out. Uh, I, you know, I think I've done it with you before. Give me a phone call. My number is 310-619-3055. That's in the United States. So the Plus one, I guess, is the country code. And if you use Signal or Telegram or WhatsApp, uh, if you have questions, because this is some you know complicated stuff, I'm not saying I know everything, but anybody who wants to help spread the word about this, um, you know, I'm on board to help everybody who wants to help uh, save the world, quite frankly, because they're just trying to take control of everything. Yeah, it just made me thought of, think of my experience back in 2009 when I was at the World Health 62nd World Health. Uh, assembly mm -hmm. um you know and all these the, the people that go there the representatives of all the countries they're all yes yes men and women they have no critical thinking they will do whatever they're told by their um governments and toe the party line and try to put together uh these um treaties and agreements so there's really no hope um there and just what do you think and today i was reading you mentioned 2005 when the ihr came together. It's interesting, the timeline I was reading today from Jeff Tucker's Brownstone uh, Institute article was published about how in 2007, uh, you know, the DHS and CDC had planned lockdowns and quarantines and all of this stuff, 2007. So you can kind of figure out now a timeline, 2005, 2007. And um, I was just laughing, as you said, they, they will invent anything. This week, they're talking about camel flu. I, I don't know if you saw that. And then the hellhound flu. Uh, but then it's interesting today I'm reading that um, the WHO said by next year, 2023, they hope to wind down COVID and monkeypox. And so any, any thoughts on the camel flu and the, and the hellhound flu and the WHO? You know, I, went, I, I just, just entertained myself. I went looking for photographs of people kissing camels, right? You know, so maybe, maybe you don't want to do that. I don't know. Um, I also reported on um, Catastrophic Contagion. Go, go to CatastrophicContagion.com. Uh, it's an enterovirus that's probably going to hit Venezuela in 2025. So mark your calendar and see if that's what happens. Okay. You know, maybe there's going to be a need for an invasion of, you know, medical, medical personnel into eastern Venezuela in 2025. Maybe that's part of the plan. Um, all of that is just part of the scare tactics 
that get people off guard, not thinking properly. And, and it's general, you know, it, it makes the money flow. I mean, I, I saw something, I think it's in the ballpark that just in the United States, four to $5 trillion over the past three years has been diverted into that industry. Okay. It's quite frankly, bigger than the military industrial complex and it kills more people every year, year in, year out. Um, war is, is actually peace compared to medicine, right? It's crazy. And it's, it's happening now. You know, you, you're seeing people drop dead on TV, um, newscasters, sports people, um, people, in, you know, any, anywhere there's a closed circuit camera, um, the the amazing thing is, you know, people don't realize or, or think about it of all of the people that you see, quote unquote, die suddenly on camera. Right. H how many people are in their home die suddenly? And, you know, same thing. It's just not on camera. I mean, you have to look at the odds of it and go, you know, the part that you see is just a tiny little drop in the bucket. Um, it, it's insane. So I've put together um, a number of action things that people can do. There are systems in place right now where um, you can put in your in the United States. Okay, um, you can put in your zip code, and it will let you um, send an email to every member of Congress. It'll give you all their phone numbers. You can call them, tell them what's going on. If we just sit back and do nothing, um, the people who are trying to take control of everything are, are going to have a very easy time of it, and they're going to do even more than they might because they know they can get away with it, and. Uh, I, I'm very optimistic. Uh, I think they've given us a gift because they've just overreached so far. If people don't push back on this, um, then you don't have any dignity and you don't deserve any respect and you're going to lose your human rights and your fundamental freedoms. Um, people that have come before us, you know, generations stood up for their freedoms and defended them and, you know, wrote them into law and constitutions and all that sort of stuff. It's just not an easy pass. You don't just get a, you know, oh, it's going to be great forever because somebody else did something for me. There's always people trying to take your rights away, um, whether it's for money or just control or evilness or whatever it might be. Um, if you don't wake up now, you might not have a chance later. So now is the time to pay attention. And yeah, as you said, I think if, if we allow this to progress to its final destination, um, there's many ways to describe it. You know, Huxley says the final revolution. I mean, this would be the greatest tyranny and totalitarianism ever in the history of the world. And and I actually personally do think it would be prophecy from the book of Revelation, where it says you can't buy or sell. It would be the beast uh, system, the algorithm uh, ghetto, as Edwin Black calls it, where you literally, as you said, you would be confined to your home and you would starve to death because everything is digital. It's all controlled. and um, you know, and, and I saw you mentioned another interview. You called it also the beast system, and this is what I've been banging about, banging on about the most the last two, uh, two plus years. I think this is the most imminent threat because you know there are wars going on. You can escape, you can move geographies, but this is going to be one hundred percent covering the entire planet and something we've never seen before in history. Just a, a, any thoughts um, on on that system if it continues and what what it might look like? Well, what it appears. They're doing, and I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, is uh, in the United States, for sure, right, um, you know, we have the right to privacy. And, you know, it's a fundamental human right. You, you know, give me my space. Get away from me. You know, 
my personal space, my body, my, my, my papers, my information about myself, um, it's written into the Bill of Rights. You know, we have a right to privacy. Now, maybe in other nations, it's not codified into law, but that's just a fundamental, you know, reality that that should be respected. Okay. You give people their personal space, their personal body and, and all of their private stuff. Okay. And they're just going, nope, nope, we don't, we don't care. Right. Well, if, if people allow other people to infringe upon that right of privacy about how you treat your body, what you eat, what kind of, you know, therapies, you know, I don't take drugs of any kind. So I, I can't even think about how people get talked into that. Right. But, you know, how, where does it stop? You know, oh, you're, you're only allowed to have one cup of coffee or, or one beer a week or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, once you give up that freedom, they'll just keep taking more. And now you can't do this. And now you can't do this. And now you can't do. So, you know, it's much better to nip this in the bud before it gets ahead of steam. They just published it yesterday. We know about it now. What happened earlier in the year, they had it all done. It, it was hidden all the way up until less than two months before the assembly one was going to be supposedly voted on. So, you know, we're a little bit earlier in the game right now. Uh, give them a firestorm of, you know, rejection. You will not do this. We've got our eyes on you. We know what you're doing. We're not going to allow it to happen. You know, they're trying to sneak it all through. They're trying to keep it on down low. They're talking about the pandemic treaty. Get everybody paying attention to that. And, and I've, I think I was right about this. The treaty is a real thing. It's a problem. It's down the road. It's a big beast, you know, of everything that they could possibly do. But they need this first. So they were talking about that, keeping this secret. Okay. Well, now th this is out in the open. I encourage everybody to go to stoptheamendments.com, uh, read them, comment on them. Get your camera, do a video, put your opinion out there, you know, speak directly to your leaders and your nation, wherever you may be. Um, put out videos, put comments uh, with your video links, and I'll do everything I can to get the people's voice, you know, a platform so that everybody knows that this is going on. Uh, and we shall see what happens. I'm optimistic, but uh, it, it, this, these things don't fix themselves. I mean, people have to get in and work. And uh, take this video, who are, you know, anyone in the audience who's watching this, at the very least, share the link to this video to absolutely everybody you possibly can. Because if you don't, then you're the censor. If you, you know, if you go, oh, this is, you know, really a horrible problem, but I'm not going to tell anybody, how is that any different than censoring? And it's, you know, you're censoring something that you agree with, you know, if you do agree with this, um, spread the word, share this link. Tell everybody you know, learn more uh, by reading, you know, what the document uh, is uh, wanting to do. And, you know, I have every faith that when people just look at it, they'll be like, this is crazy. We don't want this. You know, who, who, who in their right mind would want this other than the people who would benefit from it? Very small minority shoving this down the throats of everybody else in the world who's busy getting ready to, you know, celebrate the holidays. Yeah. And as you mentioned, they'll just keep taking freedoms in New Zealand. Now, uh, smoking is, uh, illegal. I, I hate cigarettes. I don't like smoking, but I would love for people to have that freedom to smoke if they like. And so 
Nope, no more smoking. Uh, you've written about it. It's on your uh, website as well. They, they they can come in and take your child. Uh, just you know, rendition your child. You can't smoke. Soon they can send you to camps. Um, they can do whatever they want. This is the biomedical uh, security state, as my past guest, Dr. Aaron Cariati, uh, mm-hmm. calls it. And um, yeah, all the, all your links will be in the description uh, as well. James Roguski. That Substack. dot com. James Roguski. dot com. On Twitter at James Roguski. And the other links will be in the description. And uh, thank you for. Uh, the work that you're doing and the attention you're paying uh, to this. And thank you for being on Geopolitics and Empire. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com. And I encourage you to sign up to the free email list that notifies you of every new podcast and other important updates. The email list and website are our last lines of defense. We're being censored and deplatformed. It's almost impossible to find Geopolitics and Empire on the Google search engine. We've been blacklisted. YouTube frequently strikes videos. Facebook restricts our page. Reddit, Twitter, and LinkedIn take down posts. After the Associated Press mentioned Geopolitics and Empire in a 2021 article co-written with NATO, or the Atlantic Council, our Patreon account was terminated. Vimeo also terminated our pro account at one point. In April of 2022, the Department of Homeland Security had PayPal ban us for life. The best free way to help geopolitics and empire is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere and subscribe to all of our media channels. You can find the video broadcast now on five platforms, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. You can find the audio broadcast on the entire podcast ecosystem, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and so on. My current favorite social media channels are Twitter and Telegram, but you can also find us on Gab, MeWe, Minds, Float, VK, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can support this guerrilla signal by donating via DonorBox, Buy Me a Coffee, Subscribestar, or Crypto. You can purchase a consultation with the host to talk about expatriation, geopolitics, or podcasting. You can also become a monthly or annual member via Stripe and receive benefits such as partaking in a monthly member Zoom call, get access to a weekly recording of my random thoughts, and a private Telegram channel. Thank you for listening.